Josh Hawley is a stud and makes a college professor look crazy. Which, by the way, is a great strategy for Republicans. The World Health Organization decides to follow the science, whatever that means today. And LeBron James is an a-hole. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, Kamala had her Kamalaism this week. Jill Biden had her Kamalaism this week. Why not Joe Biden? And actually, I don't even know if this was a Kamalaism. I think maybe this was, uh, quite honestly, he may have actually meant this. Why don't you listen to this one? Well, folks, uh, you know, you don't have to stand. Every time I hear hail to the chief, wonder where the hell is he? (laughs) Took me a long while. (laughs) You think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where's, where's the president? You know, Joe, we're wondering where the president is, too. And by the way, did you hear that tepid laugh in the background? Um, probably because a lot of people are wondering if he really knows he's president or not. Ben Shapiro makes a joke all the time. And he says, sits there and says, it must be great to be Joe Biden because every morning he gets to wake up and be told that he's president of the United States. And you know something? I totally believe that's exactly what happens. The guy's just completely gone. So anyway, okay, let's get to that. That was kind of fun. Uh, now, unfortunately, uh, the bad news, the consu- new consumer price index for June is out and it's bad. It's worse than it's been. It's worse than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. Well, inflation spiked uh, to 9.1% over June from last year. Forecasters saw it going higher. Uh, They saw it at 8.8%. And then, you know, Joe Biden, I guess his policies, decided to go beyond. Prices jumped uh, 1.3% in a one-month period from May. Core prices, uh, which don't cover food and energy, because food and energy are really, they, they go up and down big time rose 5.9 percent energy prices rose 7.5 percent now you may have noticed that uh you may have noticed that gas prices have gone down when we're talking energy we're talking electricity gas in your home what you know not water but that kind of energy and i think uh i think that's kind of the problem that it's not just gasoline that Biden is concentrating on. There's a lot of other stuff that he seems to be forgetting. Um, Food index, meanwhile, climbed 1%, so you're paying more for chicken and bakery and steak and hamburger and milk. That's all gone up another 1%. Rent costs also surged, which is really bad news. They jumped 0.8% over the month. So if you're in California, you're already paying huge, California, New York, you're already paying huge uh, uh, rents, and it's gone up again. And the kicker is, this stuff might not be the worst news for the economy this week. It could actually get better. Businesses are supposed to release their profit reports, and they're expected not to be great. Um 
looking at some of what some of the tech companies are doing, you can pretty much assume, yeah, that's that's going to be it. And that's going to be a problem for Biden because the only thing Biden has been able to tout with this economy is his jobs, is that jobs are going to get, we got plenty of work. Lots of people are getting workers. Well, um, Tesla's laying off workers. Google has just announced this week a hiring freeze. So you can pretty much assume where their profits are. Amazon is complaining that their profits are way, way down. And though I don't think they've actually said they're going to freeze or lay off, it's probably coming. Here's what we can expect. And I'm looking at the, the news right now. If you don't know, it's 7.30 in the morning for me. So I'm actually watching the Dow. The Dow's already down 300 points. It was down as high as 450. Um, it's going to... It, the stock market's going to correct again. I don't think there's any question because what's happening is interest rates are going to have to go up and they're going to have to go up a lot. Now, the Fed, they've been raising interest rates about 0.5%, you know, 0.75%, right? Yeah, they're going to have to jack this thing up to something like 5%. They're going to have to really just to cool the economy a little bit. They're going to have to raise prices big time. When they raise prices, big ticket items like homes and cars, they're going to get really expensive. And then uh, loans are going to become very expensive, which means businesses are not going to be investing in themselves. And then you're going to see layoffs. And that's meant, it's meant to cool the spending, the desire. Remember, inflation is caused by supply being uh, demand being way heavier than supply so what do they want to do let's raise the interest rates lower the demand because people won't have the money to spend and then and then let the supply chain catch up with demand i, I don't know because the only thing this this president seems to this administration seems to be doing is just telling the Fed to raise the interest rates. They're going to have to do something. I drill for oil is one thing. That will lower inflation a lot if they start drilling for oil. Get rid of the regulations. Get rid of the red tape. Lower the taxes. Do this stuff that's going to let business go. But they're not doing it. And they, they just they don't want to do it. Because this is the new world order. And if you haven't figured out, and that's not a conspiracy theory, they are openly saying it today. They said it a bunch of times last week. All right, so let's get to the next story. And this is actually the first story because that story, that happened this morning. Uh, so the Senate had uh, hearings on abortion rights yesterday. I don't know why. I, I don't, I mean, it was very entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It was very entertaining. But... I don't know why they would have these. Uh, the, the Senate, the Fed, cannot do anything about abortion. The Supreme Court basically said it. So basically abortion is, it can't be codified. It, it, is, it is something that the Fed is, has no business in. And the Supreme Court said that. So I don't know why they continue to do this. Uh, but these people, my God, they're insane. Uh, here is one abortion 
advocate named Dr. Colleen McNichols. I don't know what she does. But she made a statement calling abortion an act of love. Listen. We need action and we need it now. We're out of time. Thank you for inviting me to share about this moment in history, which I am certain will be a stain as we move forward. Abortion is normal. It is an act of love. And it is fundamentally healthcare. Okay. Again, first off, this is not the most important part of history. It's not a stain in history. I'd say the 50 years of abortions are the stain in history, and I think science is going to... Well, science has already told us this, but these people don't really give a damn about science. Science is not their thing. But to sit back and think, let's not overdo it. Roe versus Wade was overturned. Abortion's not going anywhere. Second all, second off, which, and this was the part that I really wanted to talk about, self-love? Well, I guess you can call it, or love, I guess you could call it self-love. I guess you could call it selfishness, egotism, self-absorption, self-interest, self-serving. What else could you call it? One is killing a baby to avoid the consequence of their irresponsibility. You can't sit there and say it is a procedure of love for the baby. You're crushing their skull and sucking them through a tube and then throwing them in the trash. I'm pretty sure that's not a, a that's not love. But that's the problem with these people. They use words that cannot be applied to any of their arguments. And just expects you to believe that this is what it is. Abortion is love. Uh, huh? How do you figure that? Abortion is an inconvenience. It's used to get rid of the inconvenience. But the more moronic argument comes from uh, the uh, University of California at Berkeley, law professor Kira Bridges. She started bringing up the fact that women weren't the only ones who can get pregnant. You know, I, I, I forgot what she called them. She called them birthing persons or something. Senator Josh Hawley, who's a stud, by the way. I love Josh Hawley. Expect to see him run for president eventually. Um, He looked like he was in rare form yesterday, and he looked like he was very interested in making Bridges look like an absolute idiot. And he did. So let's listen to her speak. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Uh, before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Maskey, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have 
attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think can <laughs> so. Get you are denying that trans people like this, thing. and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, 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 they're, they're told that to they're at opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot just in this exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. You know what I learned? And I didn't even need to go to her class. I learned. I'm glad I never took a class at Cal UC Berkeley. I. This is what leftists do, by the way. This is what leftists do. They are confronted. They are cornered. Because here's the problem with the whole trans argument, the whole men can have babies, is that no, it actually goes against the trans argument. First off, men cannot have babies. And a woman who calls herself a man that has a baby is not it doesn't prove that men can have babies. It proves that you cannot convert from a woman to a man. You're still a woman, even though you're, you say you're a man. And essentially what Holly is doing is he's cornering her. She has to say that she cannot say, well, a person with a uterus is a woman. She can't answer the question because it will destroy her argument. So what, is, what do leftists like this do whenever they're cornered like that? They call him a transphobe. Now, he didn't say anything. And by the way, this is um, Scott Adams released a tweet today. Any phobic is our words. He released the top, I think it was 12 words, 12 to 15 words that have become irrelevant today. Transphobe is one of them or any phobe type of phobe is one of them. And the other thing, you got racist. It's not even a word anymore. No one even cares. You call me a racist. 30 years ago, if I was called a racist, I'd be really upset. I'd really reevaluate what I said or did to make a person call me that. Today, who cares? You're call I, I, I'm called like that before I, I finished my first cup of coffee on Twitter. That's just not a big deal anymore. But she sits there and calls him a transphobe. The other thing she did, she noticed, then she asked him. Oh, well, do you think men can have pregnant? What do you think it is? That's what educators do. In other words, they don't have an answer or they don't want to give an answer, so they just re-ask the question. Holly did the perfect thing. He, he, she asked him, well, do you think men can get pregnant? He said, no. Well, that's transphobic. No, that's science. And that's what, that's what these people do. Now, Holly is a master politician. I would say he's... He, um, uh, Kennedy, John Kennedy, I think his name's John Kennedy. I, I can't remember uh, which Kennedy it is, but he's also a Republican. Ted Cruz, these are perfect politicians. Ron DeSantis is a perfect politician. You know why? He is putting the focus on her. This is something Trump doesn't understand. This is why Trump lost the 2020 election. And this is why I don't want Trump running again because the 20 he'll do it he'll do it again in 2024 is make it about him. Donald Trump is it's always about him. He wants to be in the spotlight. That's not how you win elections. How you win elections is making it about your opponent. 
That's what Joe Biden did in 2020 or whoever was running his campaign because Joe Biden just hid away. It couldn't be made about Joe Biden because he was never around. Trump should have just sit, sat back there and made it about the people. Look what we've done. Look at all the success we've had and made it about Joe Biden. And there's Joe Biden sitting in the sitting in the basement. Holly is making this whole thing not about abortion, not about the federal government or what the Senate is not doing for abortion. He turns it right back on her. And it basically made her irrelevant in the hearing because she spoke. She started talking. It became about what she thought. And then she realized halfway through her statement, oh, frick, I can't say that. And then Holly just continued to push. And then she tried to turn it back on Holly. He just answered her question and said, now please answer your question. That's perfect politicizing. Perfect. Always make it about your enemy. Always make it about them. This is, and now I'm going to go off a little bit. I'm probably going to, this is, I don't think enough lawyers do this anymore. I don't think enough politicians do this anymore. Socrates, um, uh, I can't remember what the book was. I probably have to look it up. But if you read any any Plato, okay, Republic, for example, that's a that's a great one. Okay, if you read Republic, what did Socrates do when he was debating somebody? He never told anyone what he thought. He would just ask that individual questions. And that individual would answer, and then he'd answer another question. Then that, and the reason Socrates did this is because Socrates thought he didn't know anything. He actually stated it: "I don't know anything. I'm not very smart. I'm I have no wisdom." Which is basically the wisest thing you can say: is to sit back and let people talk, and let them talk out their positions. And one of two things happened at at the end of each of his uh, symposiums. He either convinced the guy of his own position. Basically, the guy would talk himself into believing the same thing Socrates did, even though in the beginning, the guy was completely opposed to Socrates. Or the guy, actually, there are three things. The guy would walk away. He'd be all frustrated and angry. Or the guy, they wouldn't agree but then Socrates' position became stronger because he could that guy could compare their positions and they would actually discuss it more. Socrates is great. It's it this is what Holly did. He played Socrates here. All he did was ask her questions. Now granted that's his job. But he he asked her questions and they were leading questions. And the kicker is this professor even though she's an idiot She's a law professor. She's an idiot, but she did catch where he was going. And then she decided to, to do the Socrates thing, and he wouldn't have anything he wouldn't have anything to do with it. He just answered her question and said, "Now you answer yours." It's really brilliant lawyering. And um, oh, if you haven't read Socrates, read him. He's a little tough to read Plato. Read him. Uh, Socrates himself never wrote anything. Uh, it was all Plato, but read some Plato, and then I, I've I've read a lot of Plato, and I again I'm not a big fan of Plato. I, and Socrates and Plato they had really bizarre philosophies. Uh, Plato was basically a communist, but the way 
to learn how to argue. I think all lawyers should should have to read Socrates simply because, wow, this is the way to argue. Okay, let's get to the next story. Okay, I know. I, I'm 20 minutes in. I, I, I really didn't mean to... I didn't really mean to go that long on this, but I, I thought it was very... I thought Holly's argument was very good and the weakness of Bridges' argument was very good. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, Go to the Daily Wire, subscribe so you can see what is a woman. Um, that's what Matt Walsh, who, by the way, only has a high school degree, he does all the time with the intellectuals, the doctors, the MDs, the psychiatrists, the college professors. That's exactly what he does through his own with through his uh, documentary. He doesn't actually attack them. He doesn't dump his beliefs on them. He just listens to them talk. Very Socrates, very uh, Socrates of them, Plato of them. Okay, um, so speaking of the above, all our scientific and medical organizations are giving the left exactly what it wants. It is reconstructing science. So according to Fox News, the World Health Organization will update its gender guidance to reflect its belief that gender goes, quote, beyond non-binary, end quote, the organization announced. So not only is sex and gender non-binary, it's beyond non-binary. I don't know what that means, though. The WHO has an existing, quote, gender mainstreaming manual, end quote, which argues that there are many genders existing on a spectrum from male to female. The organization now says that does not go far enough, however. Notice gender mainstreaming manual, in other words, it's basically we are trying to make these this philosophy the mainstream. This isn't even science. They're not by their simple naming of the manual, they are going away from the science and they openly admit we're going away from the science. So let's mainstream this philosophy of gender. The updated guidance will focus on quote highlighting and expanding on the concept of intersectionality. Oh god. Uh which looks at how gender power dynamics interact with other hierarchies of privilege or disadvantage, resulting in inequality and different health outcomes for different people, end quote, the who, wh whose website reads at the time of reporting. Now, the World Health Organization, I, I got to tell you something, this is kind of, this bothers me. Um, they are not a philosophy social culture organization. They're a health organization. When COVID blew out, they're supposed to actually tell us, come up with vaccines, come up with with uh, uh, behaviors that society needs to have in order not to get these, these diseases. They're there to locate disease, investigate disease, scientifically deal with them. They're not about culture. They're made of doctors. Philosophy, intersectionality is nothing but a philosophy. They should have nothing to do with intersectionality. The problem with the WHO, and they did this during COVID, is that they are now applying these cultural philosophies like intersectionality on how they deal with problems that require science to deal with, not philosophies, not cultural norms, not cultural mainstreaming. 
This is insane. They're openly saying it. We're no longer a science organization. We are a cultural organization. That's not what we want the WHO to be. And that probably explains why the WHO failed so miserably with COVID. Okay, continuing to finish the, the deal. The update will also emphasize, quote, going beyond non-binary approaches to gender and health to recognize gender and sexual diversity or the concepts that gender identity exists on a continuum and that sex is not limited to male or female. Again, here, here's, the, here's the thing that really gets me on this thing. Science and the WHO, medicine and science are supposed to be absolute. They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be an absolute solution to everything. Here, the WHO is promoting opinions, subjective feelings, crap like that, and they're trying to make it into the science. That's another word that Scott Adams could have thrown in his tweet, science, because I don't think we, I don't think the left and the rights, well, the left and everybody else's definition of science is the same. I don't think the WHO said that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man is science. And I think they are saying it simply because the WHO says it. It is science. The other thing that really bothers me is, so if I have prostate cancer and I identify as a woman, what would the uh, uh, WHO recommend? Yeah, it's just complete BS. And I'm going to go conspiracy theory here. I'd say this is a Chinese plan. The Chinese actually pushed them. Don't forget, the WHO bows down to the Chinese. They did it during COVID. The WHO lied about the China virus coming from China and promoted all the lies China was spitting out, including the lie that only 5,000 people died of the China virus. I can see China pushing this crap so that when we... Are, are, while we're arguing about our pronouns because gender is on a spectrum, they can take over the country. By the way, China is trying to make their military more masculine. They don't buy any of this crap. Well, Representative Mike Rogers, a Republican from Alabama, thinks like I do. He released a statement, and he thinks exactly like I do. Uh, the Charter of the Nations State, United Nations states that the UN's mission is to, quote, reaffirm faith in the fundamental human rights, in the dignity and worth of a hu the human person, in the equal rights of men and women and of nations, large and small. However, Michelle Blachette, the UN High Commissioner and High for human rights has proven herself to be nothing more than a puppet for the Chinese Communist Party, aiding the CCP in playing down the very real and horrifying genocide being carried out against the Uyghurs. In other words, he pretty much right, said it right on the head. The UN and China are the UN and the WHO, which is basically a section of China, um, a section of the UN. They're basically just bowing down to China. This is all coming from China. And that's basically what he's saying. Um, by the way, the Church of England is getting into the game, too, when it comes to this gender identity crap. Uh, the Church of England has said that there is no official definition of a woman. According to the UK Telegraph, in a written reply to a question submitted to General Synod, a senior bishop said that although the meaning of the word woman was previously, quote, thought to be self-evident, end quote, additional care is now needed. 
aren't you glad that we had a revolution and just got rid of England? Um, aren't you glad the pilgrims, you can see why the pilgrims said, you know, screw this Church of England crap. They, they just jumped on a boat and came over to the United States, they came over to America. We weren't the United States at that time. Wow. Okay, last story. And boy, I really cut it close today. So LeBron James continues to be the ambassador for the NBA. Um, and I think he got into trouble for this. Uh, he was talking about the guilty plea by Brittany Griner. If you don't know, Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia. She She's a WNBA all-star. She was in Russia... And she was traveling between Russia because I guess she plays a summer league there. And she was carrying hashish oil. Okay, not a lot of hashish oil. It's illegal. It's illegal in just about every country except this one. Okay, so she got caught with the hashish oil. She got arrested. And this was before the war in Ukraine started. Um, she's been in jail ever since. Now, of course, a lot of Americans are screaming to get her out of jail. I have two reasons why I really don't give a rat's ass if she's in jail. First one is um, it's illegal to carry hashish oil. You just broke that country's laws. Anybody else is going to get arrested for that. And no, you don't have a right to a speedy trial in the Soviet in the Russia. You don't have a right to fair, fair uh, a speedy trial. Hell, you don't have a right to a fair trial. It's Russia. You're going to go over there. You follow their laws and probably don't carry the hashish oil. I mean, what's wrong with these people? They can't stay off uh, weed long enough that they just play a season and not get into trouble. So anyway, I really don't care if she's over there. And she got arrested. That's her problem. She's got to deal with the Russian... She's got to deal with the Russian uh, court systems. Um, the other reason is because this is a broad who knelt during uh, the uh, national anthem and actually wanted the national anthem eliminated altogether during WNBA games. Well, if you're going to be that anti-American, stay in Russia. Screw you. I really don't give a damn. We shouldn't make any effort to get her out. So she's still over there. She pled guilty. Um, LeBron James is really pissed off about it. And so he he was on this show. I don't know what the show is. I'm not going to talk about it because it's a left-wing show. And it's just, he said, now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Well, okay, he's half right here. First off, um, you shouldn't want to come back to America because you hate it. And personally, LeBron, you should retire because you're worth a billion dollars, and you go to Russia or China. Because you hate America. And we don't want you here. I, the NBA, LeBron James, right now, is the most hated man in basketball. People want him to retire. They don't like the guy. He always opens his mouth. LeBron James, of course, the NBA, I'm sure, called the NBA's ratings are in the toilet right now. Nobody is watching the NBA. And it's because of dumbasses like LeBron James. I think there are other problems with the NBA. The refing is terrible. The players are arrogant and cocky. Um, people are, are tired. But mostly it's because of the politics. You can't you can't fart without a someone making a political comment. And LeBron James is an example. Uh, the whole thing with China 
and the United States where the NBA was protesting Georgia for some their voting laws or something, but yet they won't say a word about the Uyghurs being detained in concentration camps in China. A lot of that stuff is just wearing on people, and people just stop watching. I don't watch basketball anymore. If if I had a choice between basketball and, I don't know, um, The Bachelor, I'd be watching The Bachelor because I just don't want to watch it. So he, he tried to smooth things out, and he tweeted this. My comments on the stop regarding Brittany Griner wasn't knocking our beautiful country. Bullshit. It was knocking our beautiful country. He never, and by the way, beautiful, our beautiful country are three words I've never heard him say back to back. I've never heard him say that. I was simply saying how she's probably feeling emotion, uh, feeling emotionally, along with so many other emotions, thoughts, etc. Inside that cage she's been in for a hundred plus days. Long story short, bring her home. Well, here, here's the other problem with this, and I just read this. I, I, I don't have all the details about it, but apparently... One of the reasons Russia might be holding Griner, I mean, besides the fact she broke the law, let's let's she did break the law, is that now the war has started. Uh, you Russia might want to propose a prisoner swap, and the prisoner they want to bring up, the Russian arms dealer. I think he's I, I don't know what his name is. A huge Russian's arms dealer. They want to trade Griner for him. Now, I know the president's going to do that because he's an idiot and he doesn't give a damn. He just wants to be he just wants to be intersectional and crap like that and look like a friend of the black man. He'll he'll probably exchange the billion the billionaire uh arms dealer to that Russia wants for a worthless piece of crap drug addicted uh drug addicted um basketball player. He may do that. After all, he's cooperated with Russia on just about everything. I mean, Russia's ruble is fine. They're winning the war in Ukraine now. And I don't know. I don't know. But what whatever it is, it's these people are just are just stupid and they just never know when they shut their mouths. Especially the fact that LeBron James, probably the most privileged guy in America, and he's sitting back and it's probably all a racist thing again. Anyway, I mean, something crazy, wild and crazy. Maybe just, you know, not use drugs for the three months you're over there? I, I don't know. Okay, um, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and go to Rumble because I've got a bunch of new videos out there. Uh, I'm going through Twitter to see if I have another one I can use today. I hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>